you slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get a little more sleep. And if you do need to snooze, we'd much rather you did that at home in a premeditated kind of way than in our pews. You can always catch up with the sermon later right here on the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. You'll still miss out on some stuff we think is pretty cool, like intergenerational community and the sport encouragement that that brings and, and having cookies afterwards and the hugs as we welcome our students back. But we'll give you what we can. I'm Chris Marshall. And I'm Susan Foster. And we are United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or homiletical harbingers of a new age. We're your average pastors helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started this podcast, so if you're away from home or working or coaching your kids' soccer team or maybe just sleeping in, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon one of us gave on Sunday. So whatever day it is when you're listening to this, we just ask that you would keep an open mind and an open heart. And we're serious about that open mind. We don't expect or, or care if you agree with everything we say or not. In fact, we want you to question, to disagree, and to figure out what you think. Our sincere hope, though, is that you will experience the mysterious, loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. So it's been a heavy couple of weeks. Yes. We've been talking a lot about racism and how to be an ally. We've been talking a lot about some of the scary things going on in the, on the national level and locally. And this weekend, Hurricane Harvey hit yep. Southeast Texas. And when I asked how many people had people in the way of the hurricane, it mm. was 95% of my congregation. Oh, wow. Because the thing about Reno is everybody's from someplace else. Yes. So, you know, everybody was coming in mm-hmm. with some anxiety, with some sadness, and just tired. Yes. And rather than encourage sheet caking, which, Tina Fey, I think you are very funny <laughs> if you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> but rather than encourage people to kind of bury their head in the sand, right? Um, want to just talk about how life is messy and complicated complicated and miraculous and wonderful and all of those things, Yep. Uh, even in the midst of all this other stuff. So we right. started talking about just how we experience the world. Okay. And a lot of the ways that we experience the world are possible because of functions within our own bodies that we are not even aware yeah. of. Okay. So do you know, Susan, biology major, that uh, which is the largest bone in the body? Isn't it the femur? It is the femur. Do you know which is the smallest bone in the body? It's one of the ones inside your ear. Yes, that are all called tool names. <laughs> one of those tool bones. Your leg is your largest bone mm-hmm. and your strongest bone. It can hold 30 times your weight, which is... Isn't it crazy to think people break those? I know. And somebody in my church had just broken her femur a little while ago, and she was like, it is not stronger. And I said, it is. <laughs> it is. Ounce for ounce, your femur is stronger than steel. Wow. Isn't that insane? Yeah. That's crazy to me. Um, Now, do you know what your largest muscle is? And I told people, nobody look at each other right now. (laughs) What is your largest muscle? Susan, you know. I'm guessing, because I didn't actually have to take anatomy, uh, your butt. Your gluteus maximus. And I said, but, pun intended, (laughs) it is not your strongest muscle. So your largest muscle is not necessarily your strongest muscle. Your strongest muscle is your masseter which is your jaw. Yep. Because we use that a lot, a yes. lot, a lot. Uh, you might be surprised that, you know, that's not the only place where 
something that seems like it wouldn't be the strongest thing is the strongest thing. Your little finger accounts for 50% of the strength in your hand. Huh. And your weakest finger is your ring finger. Yeah, because you don't use it individually. You don't use it individually very much unless you're a musician of some kind most of the time. But that's one of the reasons we use that finger for things like wedding bands, because there's a vein that goes straight from that finger to your heart. No, there isn't. There is not a vein that goes straight from that finger to your heart, but it's a beautiful image that we've used forever. Yes. And it's fragile. It's weak. Right. Right. And part of, I think, the marriage vow is acknowledging that like you're living into this aspiration, but it's hard. Yeah. Because you're not a perfect people. Yeah. Anyway, so your little finger accounts for 50% of your hand strength, but there is not a vein that goes from your ring finger to your heart. Thank <laughs> no. you, Susan. Um, it's a lovely idea, but no. The human genome mm-hmm. is so complicated yep. that if you wanted to type it out, you would have to type 60 words a minute, eight hours a day for over 50 years mm-hmm. to type out the human genome. Yes. By 70, by age 70, you will have consumed 12 thousand gallons of water and i like the gross facts so you will also have lost 105 pounds of skin wow that's impressive yeah it's like a pound and a half of skin a year yeah which is i think just super cool it is Um, super cool and also why we dust (laughs) that's exactly what i was thinking this is why we dust this is why we have to dust even if we have a house that's like and vacuum yeah to take one step Mm mm-hmm you require the use of 200 muscles. Yep. Which is insane. Yeah. I think I had 200 muscles, but I do. <laughs> yes. And I re- use all of them. <laughs> to take you actually have more than 200 muscles. Okay. Right? Well, fine. Um, you have 10 times more bacteria cells in your body than human cells. Yep. That's crazy, isn't it? Isn't that gross? That's it's so gross. Just, it's not just gross. It's amazing. It is amazing. That they just they just live off of you, and, and they help you, you live, live. Off, and you live off of them. Yeah. That's the reality. That's the, that's that's the fun, the coolest part. Yeah, we need that gross stuff. Um, your brain has eighty six billion nerve cells mm-hmm. connected by over a hundred trillion connections. Yes, which makes your brain more complicated than the Milky Way. Crazy thought. Yeah, there's, that's more stars than the Milky right. Way, which is cool. Um, when you sneeze... We actually know more about the Milky Way than we know about our brain. Than, than we know about our own brains. Right. Mm-hmm. We are mysterious. Uh, when you sneeze, all of the things that exit your body when you sneeze are mm-hmm. traveling at 100 miles per hour. <laughs> but that is not the fastest thing in your body. Nope. Because the electrical impulses that travel through your nervous system mm-hmm. travel at 200 miles an hour. Yep. As opposed to electrical impulses in trees that travel about a third of an inch per minute. (laughs) We are super speedy. And your blood, a blood cell in your body, travels 12,000 miles a day. It's just crazy. A day. A day. I'm proud if I walk my butt two miles Mm -hmm. and my blood is working overtime. I think that is really cool. In your life, you will consume about 100,000 pounds of food. That seems a little low. Maybe it's every five years. No, I think, I don't know what five years means. I have the word five years here, and okay. I don't know what that means. 100,000 pounds of food. You will walk 100, I think this is a life. Okay. You will I walk mean, 100,000 miles. Okay. Which is that's four not, times around the equator. Right. And that's not counting all those people who do. I mean, that's counting. Who all like those. run marathons and ultra marathons yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Right. 
your heart will beat over 3 billion times and you will take over 673 million breaths, which breaks down to about 23,042 breaths a day. (laughs) I think is so cool. Yeah. The word organ Uh comes from the Greek word organon, which means tool or instrument. Yeah. So your body is made up of all these tools and instruments and even like one body part Uh is not just one body part. Right. Because like your hand is muscles and tendons and bones and nerves and skin skin and and all the things. Yeah. Right. So we are incredibly complicated, messy things. Right. So when we come to the scripture this morning, which is Romans 12, well, uh, Sunday morning, which is Romans 12 verses one through eight, which I actually just preached about a couple of weeks ago at a revival. It talks about, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was the part that we really focused on before. Like how does the gospel survive all of the nonsense that's going on in the world around us in human bodies, um, in our skin, in, in how we live in the world in incarnation. And then Paul goes on to talk about comparing the church to a human body. So not just that you are a body, but that your local church, church, your connectional church and the church of Christ in the world is a body mm-hmm. and it's complicated and messy and kind of gross mm-hmm. Some days. <laughs> and sometimes it betrays us in ways that we're not expecting mm-hmm. just like our body can and and it's fragile that we are a fragile system and so to recognize that that's okay that we need each other a lot of what you're talking about we're rocky right you know we're rocky but we need each other because our body is what helps us to both experience the world mm-hmm. through all of those nerves and muscles and bones right. and vision. We didn't even talk about our, you know, like how our eye works. Or oh my gosh, that would how be how smell works. How many how, fun facts would that be? Or how oh, taste works. You can your eyes can process ten million colors, mm-hmm. but you can't remember all of them. <laughs> I wish I thought was great. Yeah, and your nose can process fifty thousand smells, and you can't remember all those either. For which I think we're all grateful. <laughs> Our bodies are these crazy things, and they help us experience the, the world, and they also help us do our work in the world. Right. And so if we think about this in terms of, like, we have all these different working parts, mm-hmm. I need people who perceive the world differently than I do, because mm-hmm. they're going to experience God in the world differently than I do. Amen. And and so we need each other. Right. We need and then we're not responsible for, for experiencing the fullness, like, like having to exp- take it all in and remember it all. Yeah. We, we, we do that in, in connection. We have corporate memory. Yeah. So we need to do both of those things. So Paul tells us in this scripture that we are called to be a holy and living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And the message says, I want you to take your everyday life, your walking around, eating, sleeping, going to work kind of life and lay it before God as a gift. Because it has been a gift for us, mm-hmm. and now we get to use it as a gift as well to help each other right. do the work that we need to do. So this body metaphor, Paul uses it over and over again. He uses it in Romans and in First Corinthians and in Ephesians yeah. um, to and talk about the church. he didn't even know all those fun facts you just shared with us. He didn't know any of this. He just knew that you have hands. Most people have hands, and mm-hmm. most people have a heart and a brain and things like that. Yeah. Well, and they weren't even sure how all those things worked because... Anyway, he didn't have an anatomy. He didn't have a a university level anatomy class back in the first century. Um, So he he talks about, he breaks down the different parts of the body and the functions that they serve. And uh, in the church, in these three metaphors, he never uses the same 
exact language. Right. I kind of like Corinthians best because he, he gets into this like monster mash kind of stuff about like, <laughs> if you were just an eye, you'd just right. be a monster. Right. You wouldn't be part of the body. Like yeah. you wouldn't have a function because your purpose is to communicate to other parts of the body what's going on. So I like that one. But uh, but he sort of talks about three categories of mm-hmm. the work that we do. Mm-hmm. We have people who learn and teach. Mm-hmm. We have people who serve. Mm-hmm. And we have people who give. Mm-hmm. And that we all probably need to do all three of those things. Mm-hmm. But there might be one place where, we're where we feel more gifted or where we feel like we want to dedicate more energy. We're more called. And that's okay because we need to do all three of those things. And it's okay to be who God created you to be <laughs> and do the work that is particularly yours to do. And so the church together is this body that is messy and living and complex and miraculous and fragile and has functions that are mm-hmm. not all the same. And the reason this was important to us this week is because we need all of the the help to experience the world, experience God in the world, and help the world. Yeah. And it was our homecoming Sunday. Aww. So that was the tie-in. So homecoming is like the launch Sunday for my church, for fall programming. Um, We put out a pamphlet that has all of the different ministries of the church, which are in these kinds of three categories, right? Mm -hmm. The people who... Um, learn and teach and do spiritual growth stuff, the people who do service and mission, and the people who help us do the support ministries that we need to do the rest of it, which is the giving part, right? right? So we have leadership teams as well. And all of these teams, all of these ministries, all of these missions have a place in the fellowship hall where they will stand and ask and answer as many questions as you want so that people can get a feel for where am I called to serve the body? Right. Where am I called to help this church experience God in the world and serve God in the world. So that was sort of our, um, our thing. And and there are functions that you wouldn't think of. Like there are people who come in for a couple hours on Tuesday morning to reset the sanctuary. Yep. Like they sharpen pencils Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. make sure that there's paper in the registration pad. So if you want to communicate with the office, there's a way for you to do that. And um, there are people who come in stuff bulletins on Friday afternoons. There are people who, who are in charge of making sure that the water drains in the kitchen in the basement that the kids use <laughs> once a month. You know, right. like there, there are people who have such very specific tasks in our local church, but there's also people who have very specific tasks in our larger church and mm-hmm. our connectional church yeah. that we couldn't do on our own, even as a local church. And so in the wake of Hurricane Harvey, we talked about UMCOR mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and UMCOR, org is the United Methodist Committee on Relief. And we support the Committee on Relief through our corporate giving as local churches. We give and then we give to the conference and the conference gives to the these kind of global boards mm-hmm. and committees. And, um, and they it covers the overhead. So when there is a disaster, every donation that comes into UMCOR goes to direct aid in the name of that disaster. Because we've covered keeping the lights on and paying the director and making sure that that every stage of the way there are the communication tools that they need so that when something happens, we're prepared for it and we can be prepared for it as a larger body in a way that we could never be prepared for it as an individual or as a local church or even as a region. You know, this is a messy, complex, miraculous, fragile, living embodiment of what it looks like to build the kingdom of God. 
And I love that you talked about it being on rocky, on a rocky foundation. On because a rocky foundation, because we're a little squirrely around the edges. We are. We're not perfect, and we're a little messy, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And we sometimes are... you fall short and think we can do all these things, and we can't. And we have to say, oh, I have to give this up. We have to rethink it. do it. And, um, we are all these yeah. parts working together. Just to take a step, 200 yep. muscles. 200 muscles. You know? So we are... We are the church for better or worse, and we are called to love, and that is also messy and complicated and miraculous. Yep. So that was the sermon. Very good. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep-In Podcast. If you have questions for us or stories that relate to all the topics we've been discussing today, uh, perhaps you have more fun facts for Chris because she loves a good fun fact. I love fun facts. The grosser, the better. Okay. Uh, Shoot us an email at sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com or find us on Facebook or at sundaymorningsleepin.com. And you can find this podcast in all sorts of uh, vehicles. Just search for Sunday Morning Sleep-In. The scripture for this podcast was Romans 12, 1 through 8. The theme music you're hearing is Take Me Higher by Jazzer. It's traditional at the end of a worship service for the priest to give a blessing. Uh, The thing is, you have already been blessed. For better or worse, you have a body through which you are listening to this podcast, which is a blessing. Um, (laughs) You also have a body that helps you experience the world around you. How will you use your body to bless the world around you? How will you join together with other bodies, as fragile and messy and complicated as they are, as disappointing as they may sometimes be for you, to do the work that God has called you to do, which may seem too big for you alone? Uh, You have been blessed. So, whatever you believe about how we are supposed to function together, how will you live into your own epidermis this week? (laughs) How will you love? How will you listen? How will you serve? How will you seek justice? Maybe you slept in, but now it's time to wake up and get moving. Amen. Amen. I could turn this. <laughs>